Hello everyone and welcome to this week's edition of the Fins Up Podcast. I'm your host, Sutho Dan, and tonight I am flying solo. Uh, big shout out to Terry, who is not feeling the best. Uh, full disclosure, I'm not much better, so please excuse my lack of my uh, my regular sexy voice tonight. I'm a little bit fluey, uh, had a bit of problem with the old, um, the old eye this week, which we know I'm a bit of a wuss when it comes to the eyes, but uh, we'll press on, we'll do our best. Simply put, we did not want to miss an opportunity to rub it in for the first time in 600 years. We've beaten those bastardly, dastardly Manly Seagulls twice in a season. Uh, the plan was just to sit here and, well, verbally masturbate for 40 or 45 minutes. So I'll do my very best. Terry, hope you feel better soon, mate. Uh, and thanks again to uh, both of our mothers and a couple of the Twitter friends of ours that have joined us. Let's get right into it this past weekend. The Cronulla Sutherland Sharks, 40, defeated the aforementioned bastardly, dastardly Seagull 6 at that asbestos-covered shithole that is Four Pines Park, Sydney. Uh, good win. Very, very good win. Very, uh, I don't know if you could tell, but there's a bit of a smirk, a bit of a, uh, a pep in my step, so to speak. Uh, what a win. Like, seriously, you go to Brookvale, you expect to lose. For the first time in literally my life, we went to Brookvale and I felt confident. Uh, I actually tipped us to win, which I don't usually do at the best times, let alone Manly at Brookie. Even the last time we bought them, which was about 16 years ago, I believe, or something fucking long time ago anyways. Uh, I wasn't confident and I thought we fluked to win. This past week, though, we proved that we are, in fact, the real deal. A couple of standouts on the night. Number one, of course, is the Dali Amalek to Mr. Nico Hines. Uh, look, I will be going back in the off-season, hopefully as we celebrate a premiership, to find as many tweets as I can from people, fans and non-fans, suggesting that Nico Hines couldn't play seven uh, because there will be receipts kept and they will be sent in kind. Uh, that ball to Matty Cavallo, can we just take a moment to enjoy how good that ball was. Tell you what, there would have been a few uh, a few pant changes required. Certainly was close in my neck of the woods. Uh, full disclosure, I did watch the game with Dutchie and the crew. Shout out, boys. Um, and Veersy, of course, in the gong. We were there for the darts. Uh, the plan was to watch the first half and then take off to catch the first round of the darts. Uh, I made the executive decision just before halftime that I wasn't going anywhere until the 80th minute. Uh, we did last 76 minutes, and then we did go, of course, when the Cherry Evans try was scored. I just want to point out, though, the positive in that negative, because it would have been nice to nail, nail these pricks, was that when Trindle threw that pass, it was on. If it beat Cherry Evans, Wade was probably going a long way and we'd score in the corner. But when Cherry ran, like, intercepted the ball and ran, uh, there were five players chasing him. Now, 40 nil, you could have been forgiven to, for just saying, ah, oh, well, 40 to 6, 40 to 4. Who gives, who gives the royal shit? But the boys chased, and they were filthy that Cherry Evans scored. You saw Lockie Miller throw his hand, head up in disgust. You saw Nico yell, fuck. You saw Trindle was filthy with himself. And I believe Cavalli was the other one that was chased. There was another one who was a fair way off the back. It might have been Wade, actually, one of the back rowers. The, the point, though, is that the boys were filthy to concede, even though it was a charity try in the final couple of minutes. That is an attitude that Cronell have not had for a long, long time. So that was good to see. Uh, of course, you would have preferred to keep them to nil, but in the negative, you do find positives. That was a big positive. Look, Ikevalu, while we're talking about him, 
Uh, blokes machine. Now, a couple of weeks ago when he was picked, we were sort of saying, oh, maybe it's time for Kyle Eero. Still maintain Eero could have played both these games, but heading into the finals, I mean, Ikevalu is a bloke that you can put anywhere from, you know, I wouldn't say fullback, but in either of the wing or centre positions, you're going to get the best out of him. So, Sir Fitz knew better than the, the idiot with the podcast. Who would have known? Good for you, Sir Fitz. That's about 55 to about three. So, it's got me beat this season. Uh, I thought Ikevalu was incredible. I thought Nakora was incredible. You know, the try he scored, right place, right time. But overall, I think he outworked his direct opponents. I think Moylan was fantastic. That try he scored, which was so obviously a try. I have no idea what Sutton was thinking when he threw it up as no try. He saw, you know, Moylan stand up, wink, and blow the try. Uh, it's just, it was brilliant. What a step. That's vintage Moylan. Uh, I thought he handled Olakuatu really well. There was that one time where, you know, Olakuatu did break the line and they perhaps should have scored. We got a little bit lucky there with the bounce of the ball. But again, we chased the ball. Five of us were there to their one, which showed how much more intent we showed. Uh, and I, I think it was uh, was Tolman too, who had chased down a kick with an overlap in the past that hurt me deeply. But we're officially all square now. Congratulations, Aiden. I thought he was really, really good off the bench. In terms of bad players, I don't think there really was one. Of course, Trindle will cop a little bit of slack for that ball late on. You know, it probably wasn't on, but maybe it was on. I can't can't complain. 76 possession, percent possession, a completion rate rather, 56% possession. So that's what this is what Terry usually handles the stats. 76% completions, pretty good for the Sharks. Six line breaks to one. Wow, I didn't even know on the night. Felt like a lot more than that. Average set distance, 10 more meters than them. Again, I thought we dominated that far more. I want to give a shout out though to Ken McInnes. Someone tweeted early in the first, uh, late on in the first half that McInnes had only made like 48 metres off about five runs, which is bloody good anyways. But his play the ball speed was just over two seconds, which is almost half, you know, because they had about four seconds overall, the uh, the Seagulls. I want to see the metres made after he plays the ball because I reckon it's double what he makes, and that's just like a ridiculous thing. We've seen... Cam Murray, I mean, has pretty much gifted Damien Cook a late renaissance in a career with his quick play the balls because 9 out of 10 breaks that Cook makes on the back of a Cam Murray quick play the ball. So I think McInnes is becoming our Cam Murray. You know, different kind of players, of course. Uh, but in terms of what he presents, you know, maybe there's not that much difference after all. <laughs> Big shout-out again, Royce Hunt, with the huge fuck you to Lachlan Croker. Had three blokes on him, threw him halfway to the bloody... Son to score that try next to the post. <laughs> Royce Hunt, what can I say? I'm running out of words to describe just how good he is. He's the strongest man in the league. He, you know, I don't know if we announced it last year or whether it was earlier this, uh, last week, rather it was earlier this week, but he signed a contract extension. Start of the year, if you'd said, oh, you know, Royce Hunt, one of our top props, I probably would have laughed in your face. He's been magnificent. Hamlin Newell, he's been good. You know, Andrew Fafita this weekend turned the clock back. This bloke's never forgiven Manly. You know, Cronulla through the veins, we'll talk more about him later after the uh, the, pre- the the preview coming up. You have to excuse me, I'm all over the place tonight. I haven't slept in a couple of days. Uh, I've had a bit of the old Benadryl or Demerson or whatever it is. You know, I'll do my best, put it that way. Uh, but look, overall, I was supremely happy. I'm a 40-6. At one point, it looked like Cronulla, you know, taking the foot off the pedal about... 
about 26 nil or 24 nil, whatever it was. Uh, and then they just decided, you know what? Not this year. And they just went on with the job. 40 to 6, absolutely zero complaints from me. Strangely, though, Dale Finucane only played the 22 minutes. Now, I know he went off injured and was ready to come back. How smart is our coaching to say, you know what? Don't worry about it. Ride the bike, rest up, we'll see you next week. In years gone by against Manly, close game or not, we would have gone, oh, we got to get him back on. we got to win it, blah, blah, blah. Sir Fitz and the boys said, nah, not this week. We're not going to risk him. Junior, junior stuff. Look, in terms of metres, Lachlan Miller, I'll tell you what. There's a reason the Bulldogs are chasing this bloke so hard. I'm willing to go on record right now and say he is undoubtedly the best third-choice fullback in the game. I don't even think it's particularly close. Uh, perhaps Nick Meany aside, and there's a bloody good argument that even he, Lockie Bill is probably the second, you know, probably the best backup fullback in the game. He's 197 metres on the week, 10,000 tackle breaks. You know, every time he touched the ball, it looked like he was going to break the line. There's an argument to say, come finals time, if all Kennedy, you know, he's not going to have any game time before the finals. Do you just press ahead with Lockie Miller? A couple of weeks ago, I'm probably arguing that point, but I'm more in the stick with what's working now than risk it. You know, obviously Penrith are going to come in with their two superstars, especially Cleary with Luai returning this week, having no game time under his belt pre-finals. you got to play him. But with the greatest respect to Will Kenny, who's our back-to-back player of the year, he's not, you know, Nathan Cleary. And I think Lockie Miller is doing an absolutely brilliant job right now. Uh, across the bat, Connor Tracy was very, very good. Again, I thought Ramin was very good without being fantastic. Last week, we said we wanted Ramin to touch the ball two or three times a set. Didn't need to, to be honest. And I'm glad that uh, the big man, Sif Talakai, had another week off. Uh, it just, you know, it didn't need him this week. Uh, Ronaldo again, 160 metres, just so good in the air. Love the bloke. You know, only, what, three of our forwards made over 100 metres with uh, Fafita Toppin at 135, Tolman 103, and McInnes 112. The rest were the mid-80s, mid-70s, uh, a couple of early 90s. But it wasn't that kind of game, to be honest. Our backs just dominated. The forwards did what they did. Nico Hines ran right. Matt Moylan was too good. You know, Lockie Miller, Braley had a really good game. It just was total and utter destruction. And you don't get to say that about games against Manly, especially at Brookvale too, um, too often. But I am willing to go out on a ledge here. You know, I don't often put myself out there and jinx the team, but I think we're better than the jinx now. I don't think it'll be 16 years before we, we beat these pricks at Brookvale again. Now, I know there was no Tommy Turbo, but I don't I don't even think you throw Turbo, Gerbo, you put Fulton at his peak in there, and they're still not beating us this past weekend. Overall, just a brilliant performance. And I just want to give a special shout-out to those um, those few on the hill that had the spirit fingers up. You know, Brookvale Oval, or Four Pines, whatever the fuck it is this week. Lotto, Land, whatever. With the spirit fingers up as Nico Hines is, is kicking his, you know, sixth or seventh goal. Just genius. Nico, six from seven. What a man. Early in the season, he couldn't hit the side of a bar with a handful of rights. Now he's slotting them from everywhere. So, in terms of this game... A rating out of 10, you know, you're looking at 9, 9.5. We did concede early. We did blow a couple tries. But, I mean, 40-6 to six over the old rivals, Manly. Completing a 4-0 season against our supposed rivals, Manly and the little brother Dragons. 
it just doesn't get much better than this, my friends. But uh, look, there's no time to sit and sit and celebrate because the job is not done yet. This weekend, we play the Canterbury bullshit Bankstown Bulldogs, who look, you know, were pretty pretty died last couple of weeks, but pushed us a long way in the wet a couple of weeks ago, about a month ago now from memory. Uh, and before that, it had been really, really good. Um, you know, they, they travel to Shark Park, where we've only lost the one game all year. Uh, I think it's pretty fair to say that we should have only the one loss at Shark Park this year. Being that the Bulldogs shouldn't really press us. Look, they've got some some players. You know what? I, I like the look of that. Jacob Carraz. You know, Aaron Shop's good in the centres. Uh, Ado Carr, of course, is always a problem. And Matty Burton, of course, is, is a genuine superstar. Outside of that, though, I mean, Luke Thompson's probably the only player that makes our forward pack. And there is a rumour slash report going around that he will miss the game due to illness. Uh, and there's one other forward who wasn't named in said report slash rumour uh, may also miss the game. So I, I hope they're, you know, at their best, is was best, close to the best they could be, I suppose. Uh, I, I like Luke Thompson. I've been on record as saying I'd love if he joined the Sharks. I just want to maintain that. Don't know if he makes a Newtown side in his current form. But I hope he plays. Uh, and if not, I hope he puts his feet up and has a nice weekend. 1-13, to 13, though. Even Matt Burton aside, they don't win a single battle, and I'm willing to put that Ronaldo or Ikevalu will outplay Ado Car this weekend. Uh, usually I wouldn't say that, but there's a general feeling that teams such as the Bulldogs are more worried about coordinating their Mad Monday dress-ups than they are continuing the end of the season. Not, not bagging them by any stretch. It's tough to get up for games where it doesn't, doesn't really mean anything. Whereas Cronulla are very, very much playing for second place. Um, if the NRL hadn't robbed the Tigers, you know, which was funny, but it's frustrating at the same time, we would be sitting second. Uh, but we have a chance to put the pressure on the Cowboys. You know, we, we do the Bulldogs by two or 102 points, doesn't really matter. Uh, then the Cowboys got to play the Bunnies on Saturday night. So probably by 9.30 on Saturday night, we'll know whether we'll be second or not because... I think this is, the, you know, the Cowboys do play Penrith next week, but Penrith have won the minor premiership. They'll lift the shield this weekend in their home hometown. Uh, I don't think they'll be playing a very strong side the next week. So I think the Cowboys might win that. But, you know, the Bunnies, the only time we'll ever cheer your pricks on, go get them for us, please. We need second spot. It's not overly important. You know, we've, we've proven we can go up to Townsville and beat the Cowboys. And even if we lose to them, you know, we get a second bite. And, but then you've got to go through Penrith, which is, as we all know, the thing we want to avoid. So second spot is about as close to perfect as you could have asked. If you'd offered me that at the start of the season, I would have humped your leg. Um, you know, well, that that's regardless of second spot or not. But, I mean, that that is completely unheard of. If we do finish third on the back of two wins, oh, well, we did literally everything we could. And it took a absolute screw job from the NRL bunker and officials to deny us a second spot. But um, we can only control what we can control. Now, in terms of the side, uh, Kate Dykes is again missing, uh, which means Lockie Miller holds his fullback spot. Uh, I, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm sad that Cade's not well enough to play, but I'm not too sad. Full disclosure that Lockie Miller's there. Uh, excuse us. Sorry, Ikevalu stays on the wing uh, with Ronaldo, and we welcome back Sif Talakai. Um, you know, Aaron Shops arguably one of the most powerful centers in the game, but he's going to have a tough night ahead of him with Big Sif. Coming back. Uh, of course, the Haas are what they are. Royce Hunt holds on to his starting spot. Now, I'll tell you what, I wouldn't be telling Royce Hunt no now or ever. 
Uh, Hammond Neroy, also absolutely fantastic. Uh, and the back line, uh, the back row, sorry, is unchanged. Uh, T. Gordon returns too, which is fantastic. I think we missed him, or perhaps we haven't results going the way they have. Uh, McInnes, Tolman, and Fafida are the bench, uh, which hopefully means Braden Trindle and Jess Colhoun can play for the Jets, which we'll get to in a few minutes' time. Uh, but if not, one of them's going to be the 19th man. I dare say it might be Calhoun with Trindle going back to the Jets. Uh, with, you know, Pele, Iroh, and Metcalf named on the extended bench. Don't expect to see them with all due respect. Uh, funny that Pele did get named, actually, over Hazleton. I found that a little bit strange. But um, I think that might be a little bit more to do with what's on the line at uh, Henson Park before we kick off than, than any pecking order, so to speak. Uh, in terms of a tip, look, You'd be hard-pressed to go past the Sharks. I think we're paying about $1.09. Uh, yeah, $1.70, in fact, have come in since I clicked refresh. Uh, the Bulldogs at $9. I think that's completely fair. Ending less than a Cronulla. Comfortable Cronulla win is unacceptable. That said, if we beat them 2-0 in the wist, in the you know the blustering wind, I, I don't care. It's just all about competition points now. For and against is not going to come into it. Uh, Melbourne and the Cowboys are far superior to us, so we just need to keep winning. And if we can win well, then so be it. But like I said, I'll take 2-0, 7-6 or 40-6. I don't care. Let's just get it done. This Bulldogs team shouldn't cause us too much trouble. They just don't have enough up front. They don't have enough across the back. Matt Burton, when we know what he's going to do, he's going to kick high all night. Uh, let's just pressure him like we did last time. Ken McInnes was on a kamikaze. Ha, <laughs> McCann is McKinnis. That's pretty clever, Daniel. Uh, mission last time we played him, I expect much the same. I'm gonna say Cronulla by about by about 18 points. I I don't think we go as hard as we do against as we did against Manly. The hatred's not there. Uh, look, sell out, sell out night. I can't see more than 200 Bulldogs fans turning up, so we'll definitely have a humongous home ground advantage. Uh, nothing in the world points me. To, you know, I'm not worried. In years gone by, these are the danger games. This shark side's a different animal. Sir Fitz is a different animal. Nico Hines is just a class above anything we've had in, in many, many years. Perhaps James Maloney aside, and I, I even think he's given the old Maloney 2016 a run for its money. Uh, I've seen some people come out early and say, is this side as good as the 2016 side? Uh, we will break that down in the end, in the end of the year. Um, in bits, yes, but there's also no... Dally M should have won Ben Barber and, you know, uh, a certain number nine who has made the shark clap a thing. Um, so let, let's not let's not get hyperbole. Shush, that's not a word. I don't care. Blame the Demerson uh, just yet, but it's definitely our best side since. And that's including the incredible 2018 Matt Moylan run side. Uh, so, yeah, Sharks by plenty this weekend. Let's, let's hope the Bulldogs don't get close. I have a feeling if we go up... A try or two early on, I think the Bulldogs just say, ah, whatever. And we give them a good old right rodron in the backside. Uh, big shout-out to Kyle Flanagan, who's back to uh, Shark Park, you know, for the first time since, well, whenever he was there last, I guess. Uh, no disrespect, Flans, but, you know, I, I hope you have an absolute shocker. And we run right. I expect to see our big boys out wide, uh... I think Nakora's on his side, definitely Talakai running at Flanagan. Uh, look, I, I've got nothing against Flange. He was always a good bloke when I met him, uh, always friendly. Took a photo with my daughter when asked, you know, big smile, good on him. I don't hope he has a shocker, but I hope he's um, he's sad after the game, put it that way. I, th I don't think that's too unfair to say. Uh, so, yeah, big win, big win coming, sets up a brilliant round, whatever next week is against whoever we play, but we should beat them too. 
of course, we travelled to Newcastle in two weeks, so I'm reliably informed by NRL.com. But uh, we'll worry about that when we get there. That should be another victory. It's a Sunday afternoon, too, from memory. Yeah, 2 p.m. That's um, might, might just stuck up there for a couple of hours. We'll, we'll see as we get closer. But uh, look, in terms of news, uh, the big news, of course, breaking over the last 24, 48 hours. Uh, full disclosure, I've had a rather severe eye injury. So I haven't read much. I've tried to do a bit of catch-up in the last couple of hours, but it hasn't gone purely to to plan. But uh, the news I'm hearing is Andrew Fafida, obviously, will play his last game at Points Bet Stadium this weekend. Um, it's almost 0% we're going to get a home final, even if we do finish second. So I think it's fair to say this is his last game. Um, you know, this time last year, Terry and I are both on record as saying we think Fafida's passed it. All the game's gone past him. Um, he spent the season, you know, trying to prove us wrong. And I, you know, it got to the point where I, I wouldn't have been shocked or disappointed if Fafita had signed on again next year. Uh, he wasn't going to play every game with Oregon Kafusi coming in and, of course, Calhoun, Hazleton and the like having another off-season under their belt. But, I mean, for him to come out and say that his time at Corella's done... Bit of a shock. Uh, I'm glad that he said it this week, not next. It gives us a chance to farewell the big man, uh, who is undoubtedly, I don't think anyone will argue this, the best prop to ever play for Cronulla. Uh, I still maintain that peak 2014 to 2016 for Fida was a different beast like we've never seen in rugby league. There's been some great front rowers, uh, especially you know going back years and years, but nothing nothing like this bloke. He had a skill set and an aggression that, very, very few can match. I still think one of the most important moments in our build to the 2016 Premiership was whatever he did to make the Bulldogs rescind his massive offer because in in total sincerity, I don't think we win that grand final without Fafita. Now, look, there's every chance that Ennis goes out the back, we go left and we score anyways, but no one in the world scores that try. He scored against the Storm to win us the game. Uh, and we're not in the grand final without Fafita. I mean, he and Matt Pryor were so good that year. Like, uh, so good. And Tagatizi was very good. But you take Fafita out and we, we don't we don't make that grand final. We don't win it. And we're not talking about him in the same stretch. So, Fafita, look, I'm 50-50 there at the game. Um, you know, we'll see how it goes uh, health-wise. And obviously, if my daughter wants to go. Uh, if it's cold, I tend not to go. It's tough with the um, with the sellout and having a child that decides she needs to go to the bathroom a minute before she goes. Uh, a little bit tough, but uh, I want to be there to say goodbye to Fafita. A legend. If he wants to play on next year, he can play on with any team. I don't care. He's earned, he's earned the right. He's a shark for life. You know, I think the general feeling is he'll go and play with his brother in the Super League for next year, as he, you know, was well within his right to. Uh, there's talk of him going back to the Tigers, but I think that was just a pure throwaway line, never say never. I don't think the Tigers, uh, I don't think Fafita's the one the Tigers should be building around. They could do far worse because he'd probably be their second best prop or middleman after Joe Offa and Gowie. Uh, pretty dire side, but um, with, with the Tigers talking of signing Woods and Fafita next year, um, well, I think that says a lot about that bum club. But uh, look, if he goes there and earns you know a lot of money next year, good on him. If he comes back to points bet as a tiger, I'll certainly be cheering him. I'll be building the rest of his bum side. But every touch will be met by applause from this this podcaster slash shark fan. Uh, what a man! What a man! Statue should never buy a beer in the Shire. One of the boys dropped in again. Sorry, my eyes aren't real good at the moment, so I didn't see who posted it. But if he ever buys a beer in the Shire, we've all let him down. Uh, completely fair. 
Like, we're talking, you know, perhaps Paul Gallen aside, you know, he he's probably the next in line in, in terms of who you think of when you think of the Cronulla Sharks. So, Fafita, what a legend. I absolutely loved his press conference saying that, you know, he could go another year and he's going to return to the Sharks after in a in an off-field role. Again, job for life, whatever you want. I don't care if you're paying 300 grand or 100 grand or whatever to sit there on the sidelines, it's, it's worth it considering what he's done for the club over his, over his long stint. But for him to come out and say, you know, it's time for me to move on. I don't want to hold the players back anymore. Uh, interesting who he mentioned. Uh, you know, your Colhouns, your Hazeltons, and your Franklin Pele's. Now, the rumour like for many months now is that Pele's been signed by the Bulldogs. Uh, the general feeling was that if Fitz wanted him, he would have stayed. Uh, I believe, don't hold me to this because it's hearsay, that he announced that a, he being Fitz, announced at the members' night recently that Pele had signed away from the club. The talk is that he signed for the Bulldogs, but their cap isn't compliant for next year. It is going up, uh, and that it'll all be done once it's, it's you know, worked out. Um, you know, I'm not, I'm not one to... to to talk to players and say, hey, you should back out of the deal. But given what Pele's produced at the Jets, I wouldn't mind having a sneaky word. Franklin, big fan of the show I hear, if you're listening, mate. Um, maybe maybe go back to Sir Fitz this weekend after wrapping up the minor premiership with Newtown and uh, having another discussion because he's a player that I'd, I'm more want to keep now than I did six weeks ago, put it that way. But, uh, look, if he is on his way out to the Bulldogs, the Bulldogs are signed to beauty. Uh, he'll come back a better player in two years' time. Um, before – no, well, I'll tell you what. We'll go to the Jets now. Uh, those that don't know, the uh, mighty Newtown Jets, my second favourite team after the Sharks, of course, play this week uh, against the Bulldogs at 3.05, Henson Park, Saturday afternoon, with the minor premiership on the line. Um, this past week – we smashed, belted the Blacktown workers by about 50 to 6 or 66 something. Just, it was a good night, for, good afternoon for the Sharks. Flag aside, they got belted, unfortunately, but whatever, it doesn't matter. Um, setting up the final round. Now, the second place, Penrith Panthers have a bye. So they go equal with us on points, uh, but their for and against is vastly superior on the back of some absolute floggings. They did touch us up last time, which looks like it will decide, you know, it sent it to a last day. So they get two points, uh, which means we must beat the Bulldogs. Now, we did beat them early in the season, but the Bulldogs are sitting third. I don't think they can move from third, so there's no real pressure on them to win. The press is purely on the home team, the Jets. Uh, Tavita Pangai Jr. will run out for the Bulldogs reserve grade. Bit of a shock. Uh, Phil Gould replied to a tweet when someone asked where TPJ's name was when the squad was announced. He said he'll run out at Hanson Park. Um, probably shows where Pangai Jr. is at the moment, but this is a bloke that can play, you know, blow a game open. So it's good that he's not playing for the first grade, but I kind of wasn't too happy to see him named at reserve grade either. But uh, that Jets side is just... Very, very strong. You know, Pele, Colhoun, Hazleton, Eero, Ikevalu, uh, not Ikevalu. I say our favourite player, Hiroti, playing at fullbacks in career best form in New South Wales Cup at the moment. So, I mean, the boys are flying. They should get the job done, fingers crossed. Uh, it is on New South Wales Rugby League.com's Facebook this week. Uh, so, if you can tune in, you're not going on the game or you're sitting in the stands, make sure you watch the boys uh, on the stream before you watch the Sharks. 
Um, fingers crossed it should be a very, very big day for the club with hopefully the Jets wrapping up the minor premierships, the Sharks putting the dogs away, and then hopefully the Bunnies get up over the Cowboys setting us up for a home final. So this Saturday afternoon is a very, very big one in Shark Town. Uh, going back to the home final, of course, it's pretty much the NRL have said, you know, you're not playing a home final even if you get it. Completely fair given the fact that our, you know, no one's been able to buy a seat to a Shark home game in in well over a month. Uh, you know, 14,000, 13,000 capacity. You're never really going to get a home final. But then again, Manly Seagulls played a couple of home finals at the football stadium, got crowds of them about that. So maybe the NRL should fucking fuck off and stop putting their hand in and trying to cash in and let the Sharks play what they earn, which hopefully is a home final. I mean, if we're third, it's a moot point and it doesn't really matter because after the first week, everyone loses their home ground advantage anyways unless you're in a super stadium like the Cowboys or Broncos or the footy stadium, etc. So, you know, I, if we finish second, we should get a home final. It's as simple as that. Whether we pay in front of 100,000, 13,000 or 500 people, you earn that right. But the NRL, you know, if there's one thing they like, it's cash and lots of it. So it's not going to happen. We need to drop that one, unfortunately, as unjust as it is. Speaking of unjust, I've just been made aware of an article linking the mighty Cronulla Sutherland Sharks to a origin, and I use the term very loosely, forward in Liam Martin. Uh, the thinking being that Fitzgibbon's a big fan of his, although it does say in the article in question that Cronulla don't have the salary cap space. Good. If we do, let's let's spend it. That bloke is a player that we don't need anywhere near the club. We're building a, well, something special, to be honest, on the back of a young, committed team who have come up together, uh, combined with some superstar signings like Nico Hines, Dale Finuc, and Cam McInnes. Oregon Kafusi is a... Huge get. Now, I know he's not getting the numbers that some of the big-name forwards are, but he's... Have a, have a look at what he does for that Parramatta side and the role he'll play next year at the Sharks. It's very, very similar. He's going to come off the bench and do what he does. Uh, he's the sort of bloke we should be supplementing around the players this year. Not breaking the bank to, to sign a bloke who, you know, was only one hit up away from sitting in the sin bin at any time. Uh, look, full disclosure, I'm not a huge fan of Liam Martin. I, I thought his origin in this series this year was was dire. I think he, he largely writes the coattails of a Penrith side. Uh, this Friday, or Thursday night, rather, gone, he, he blew a heap of tries, two or three. Of course, the prick scores the try that wraps up the minor premiership after I bagged him on Twitter. So he did have the last laugh, and I don't think he'll give two... Two-fifteenths of a shit, what I have to say. But, um, look, he's not the kind of player we need. Uh, culture's everything in this this Sir Fitz Sharks, and I just... I don't, I don't think he's the kind of player we need. Um, look, ultimately, if he does sign, I'll support him, and I'll get Martin tattooed on with the rest of the boys when we win our third straight premiership. But, um, yeah, not for me, especially if the money that he can he can gather. He's the sort of player that can go get 800 at the Tigers. Why would he sign for 200 at Cronulla? So um, let's leave that in the, in the past. I'm uh, going to wrap up early tonight. It's getting way past my bedtime. It's about 10 o'clock now, which is a, um, you know, like I said, I haven't slept for a couple of days, so it'll be good to get a full night's sleep for once. Uh, so this weekend, just to, just to wrap up, Sharks good, Bulldogs bad, Jets good, Bulldogs bad, and how about Moylan?